0: Welcome to Reengage, where we re-watch TNG, a show we loved when we were younger, and now re-engage episode by episode to see if it holds up to older eyes. This week on Reengage we have juvenile mutiny, hapless midwives and disembodied heads. That's right, we're talking about season five, episode five, disaster. Let's say hello to our bridge crew. Miss Kate, how you do?
1: I do well, Jimmy. I'm excited to talk about all of those things, especially the midwivery. Yes,
0: midwifery is amazing.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, Mr. Curry, how you do?
2: I do well. Worf is the doula that everybody needs.
0: <laughs> all right, Greg, you?
3: I am pushing, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed,
0: you are. All right, we were talking about Stardate 45156.1, which is the week of October 21st, 1991. Greg, make us cry with how shitty the world was back then.
3: Oh, I was going to say the exact same thing because it's all bad news on this week. (laughs) Uh, October 20th, there was an earthquake in India. It was a 7.1 on the Richter scale very large many people died and uh it was uh you know terrible also terrible right. on that same day was a large firestorm they actually called it a fire storm in oakland california uh it swept into a suburban an area where there was uh uh lots of brush because it was an inter uh you know a, a transitionary area between the wilderness and where suburban homes were and uh they thought the fire was you know done and then it sprang back up because of all the winds that happen in that area around berkeley and oakland and it consumed a large portion of oakland and it was uh not good. Um, and in fact, it was so not good that ash was fa- It was a Sunday afternoon ash was falling on Candlestick Park during the Detroit Lions San Francisco 49ers game. And, uh, you know, they were still playing that game uh, while there was a fire happening across the bay. And they were showing live response to that. And many of the folks uh, who are watching that football game, that was their first time they really kind of saw what was happening. Um, but the major uh, fallout from this was that uh, now. In California, it seems like wildfires are uh, a much more common thing, but it wasn't as common back then, and they, they, now firefighters use wildfire uh, preventative equipment basically throughout all of uh, you know, California and the coast for things like that to prevent said disasters. You know, and we've never heard of another wildfire consuming for homes uh, since.
1: Aww.
3: Look. Uh, all right, but one, uh, like, I guess, somewhat okay thing that happened uh, was on uh, the day that this actually aired, uh, U.S. hostage Jesse Turner was released uh, from his uh, nearly five-year c- captivity in Beirut. Uh, he was taken from uh, the University of Beirut uh, in 1987, in January 1987, and uh, uh, that was before. Star Trek The Next Generation started airing. So, can you imagine all of the seasons that we've been talking about here being held in captivity uh, in Beirut, but he was uh, transferred from uh, that uh, uh, wherever he was being held to Germany and then eventually met with his family um, who were in Boise, Idaho. Uh, So that was a nice, at least somewhat happy thing that happened uh, here. While this was airing. Kate, happy (laughs) us back
0: up, for goodness sakes.
1: Oh, I'm going to happy you back up, and then I'm going to take you back down. Let's do
2: this. (laughs) All right. We're
1: starting with Emotions by Mariah Carey. It will not go away from number one, but this is our final week in that siren's clutches, so don't worry. Uh, We can start listening at full volume again soon. Um, Movies, Other People's Money open, starring Danny DeVito, Penelope Miller, and I did not know that this was the last major screen performance of Gregory Peck, and it was based on the play of the same name by Mm -hmm. Jerry uh, Sterner. So uh, the movie, uh, I think, remains in the zeitgeist because it was Gregory Peck's last uh, role, not necessarily because the movie translated super well from the play. I I don't know. I've never seen it. We'll find out.
3: The play is very good. I remember seeing the play uh, we did at Iverton Playhouse when I was there building sets. Uh, How to do the marbled uh, 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 painting to make it look like it was marble. But it was just Luan. Um, I'm named (laughs) after Gregory Peck, uh, as well as Greg from the Brady Bunch. But I like to say Gregory Peck. That's a much better
2: uh, namesake.
1: (laughs) You're correct.
2: (laughs) There's a Peck here throwing acorns at me.
1: (laughs) On television, ABC aired a four-hour hour, four miniseries, Dynasty, The Reunion. And mm-hmm. uh, we started, in this week, a World Series between the Minnesota Twins and Atlanta Braves. Uh, five of its games were decided by a single run. Four decided at the final batch and three going into extra innings. Uh, it became immediately regarded as one of the greatest postseason series in baseball history. Ultimately, in Game 7, the Twins beat the Braves 1-0 in 10 to win the World Series. In Theater, Dancing at Lunasa opened on Broadway. And Les Miserables opened in Paris. Mm. And then we do, again, I lifted you up. I'm going to bring you back down. Uh, We do have a death that we need to talk about. And that's on October 24th, Gene Roddenberry died at the age
2: of 70. Wow. That guy's dead?
3: I know. I thought he was still (laughs) alive.
0: His head is still alive.
2: That's right.
3: And that uh...
1: does it for pop culture. Wonderful.
3: So good. Our
0: director is Gabrielle Beaumont. Uh, I need to mention her because she was the first woman to really break into Hollywood as a constant... Uh, director for Episodic TV. Before her, uh, it was sparse, um, and she really came onto the scene and directed just about every single big TV show you can name from the 80s and 90s, including M.A.S.H., Dynasty, Cagney & Lacey, Hill Street Blues, Miami Vice, L.A. Law, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, including three episodes of TNG, a few episodes of DS9, and Star Trek Voyager. She comes from a pretty... uh, artistic family her dad was a master swordsman and stuntman her mom was also an actress and her uncle wrote a sphingali wow um the teleplay was written by ronald d moore and we have a story by ron jarvis and philip scorza and from our nemesis files um, Michael Pillar had called this a fish out of water episode, and he said his only regret in hindsight was that uh, Roe loses some of her rough edges by apologizing so easily. And I want to put a pin in that and revisit that statement uh, when we get to that scene later in the episode. Um, and then uh, the twins. Uh that played Keiko and O'Brien's newborn baby will return not too long from now in the episode Power Play, where we learn the baby's first name. I don't think we learned the baby's name or sex in this episode.
3: Um It's Wharf, right?
0: Did they name it Wharf? <laughs> that's what I was. <laughs> uh I have a running thing throughout here about Warp in this scene. Um <laughs> Uh, So I won't say the name here, so I don't want to spoil it for anybody because I didn't know the name. Uh, And
2: that is the Nemesis Files. (laughs) Eric, tell us about this
0: supporting cast.
2: Well, I won't say I'm disappointed in the guest cast but I know that everyone else is disappointed in the guest cast. Uh, we have spoken at length about the great Rosalind Chow and Colm who are technically still guest stars in this, as is Michelle Forbes. Um, we have spoken before of uh, Jenna Marie Hupp, uh, who was not Lieutenant Monroe as she is in this one, but she was one of the earlier uh, guest stars in another midwifery episode, Galaxy's Child. Uh, as a completely different character. Um, Cameron Arnett was Ensign Mandel in his one line, which we will talk about when we get to it, or several lines, but he calls it the Souser section, which makes me very happy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Souser. And... uh, (laughs) he was most recently in Meet the Browns. Uh none of the kids really did anything after this other than Eric but they were so um, good. <laughs> <laughs> did Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman for a second and lay it on me. <laughs> John Christian Grass, who played the blonde kid was uh momentarily infamous again because he was accused at length by QAnon conspiracy people of being Dylan Roof. Um so this, uh, this was wow. 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 <laughs> this is now wow. one Thirty of the years later, thing that, things that comes up when you when you talk about John Christian Grass is that somebody thought he was a crisis actor, uh, years and years later. Wow. So uh, that's what we got in
0: the, in the guest. Star and he was never a uh, like body double to any of the Culkin
2: brothers. <laughs> no, never once. <laughs> Too tall at this point, and then. Uh, too busy trying to live in a silo, I would imagine uh, in recent years. All right. <laughs> Poor fucker.
0: That was our uh, supporting cast there. Let's talk about the episode, our opening scene. We get Picard uncomfortably paired with a bunch of kids and a quantum filament causes a whole lot of trouble. What do you guys think about this opening scene right before the credits? So it's a, it's a fairly long one, too.
1: It's a long scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit, a lot happens, right? Yeah,
0: what's your favorite?
1: Uh, I think my favorite <laughs> is uh, <laughs> when we go to the cargo bay, yes, that's what I was and say. Crusher's trying to teach Jordy or trying to get Jordy to sing, right. and then it's terrible. She absolutely is like. You were a little off pitch. Uh. <laughs> but I can fix that. Oh, <laughs> but I can fix calls that. calls him
2: pitchy. She says.
1: Calls him I can pitchy. Fix There's a
0: big miss that they never revisit that. Like, even in the background, we don't see in a later episode the play. Or even here is like, oh, pirates is going on tonight, and we never see it because some tragedy happens. But we definitely should have had that come back round, right? Yes. Uh, anything yeah. else, Eric? Anything from this uh, opening scene that uh, stuck out to you?
2: Well, I was absolutely positive that um, it was going to be dancing instead of singing. uh, And I'm disappointed that we went to modern major general instead of like dance like a green pepper or some shit like that. Like that's what I wanted from this particular situation.
3: All right. I will say LeVar Burton really does do a really good job of trying to sing and then doing, like, like it's bad. He's like, not good, like, right away. And we're all like... It's hard to, 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 if you are a talented singer slash dancer, it's hard to do that badly sometimes, right? I don't know. I'm always bad, so I'm used to it. But Maybe if they picked up because how to he sing, isn't a talented dancer or singer. Perhaps. Oh, I guess I, yeah, I just assumed.
2: I, I had mostly not remembered this episode, but as soon as like, the kids are going on a tour with Picard, I'm like, they're going to get stuck somewhere, and it's going to be awkward, and it's going to be Picard as the scoutmaster he never wanted to be. And uh, I respect that they didn't make us wait.
0: Right. I mean, the show is called Disaster. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: I had
1: a moment where uh, that guest star that you talked about, Eric, who we'd seen before in a different role, but here she is yes. in charge, and I was like, oh, she's dead. Like, immediately.
0: <laughs> like, I knew. <laughs> oh, that poor, yeah. poor lady. I did like how they set up sort of each person, most of each group's location. You know, we, we don't know Picard's location yet, because that you know we have to see the trap come but tin ford is a scene um the, sh- the the cargo bay which i call the shuttle bay throughout this uh is where you know bev <laughs> and Jordy live and then you know we have uh tim ford and then Riker and data then get their own little set and we, you know everyone gets their spot. jeffrey's yeah tombs. and then we you, we balance around it's like you're setting the scene for where everything is going to take place As well as it
3: being like unconventional pairings. Like, I liked that too. Like, it was, you know, uh, setting up that uh, uh, LeVar and Beverly Crusher would be hanging out together. They don't normally hang out very much together, except when he tells her about, uh, you know, his his lady troubles uh, that he has sometimes. Um, (laughs) But, like, and and, and then, of course, we get to it. But with uh, uh, the two ensigns uh, and the chief being with um, Troy, I thought that was a really nice setup too. As well as, you know, you're right, Ten Forward being characters
2: that don't normally interact. I'm only missing Mott. I think you could add Mott to any of these (laughs) pairings, and it would improve the situation.
0: (laughs) You could tell you everything you're doing wrong, but not tell you what exactly to do. All right, so the scene ends with the quantum filament, which I love, Uh, and there's quite a big explosion. Everybody is now sort of trapped into their locations, right? Picard has gone off with the kids, Um, And when we come back from uh, the opening credits, we have Chief O'Brien Troy in a yellow shirt, uh, which is the um, Lieutenant who I I assume says Souser later on, uh, and an expendable (laughs) crew member (laughs) trapped on the bridge. um, And Bacard is trapped in a turbo lift uh, with an actor that uh, is always looking off to his mom anytime he has a
3: line. At right the- yes
2: yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: burned that camera every single every time, time. Oh,
3: every shot <laughs> Amazing. every
1: shot
0: uh, uh until later when they they realized what he was doing and they made him sit with his back to the camera <laughs> 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 uh but i mean my question here was kate how bad was this kid i mean
1: oh my gosh <laughs> listen i teach children uh, to do this for a, a living. Like, not teaching them to do it for a living. It's what I do as a living. I wouldn't <laughs> wish what I do to them uh, for a living for anything. Uh,
2: no. Poor children.
1: But... Uh, you know, it's that age is particularly difficult to get to do two things. One, make eye contact and two, to stop making eye contact once they've learned to trust you. <laughs> and it's so hard, uh, you know, just all of them, all of them. Bless them. Thank you for being adults now uh, and not acting. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like it's all very presentational right you've got the very shy girl and you can tell she's shy because of the way she's standing and looking down and everything is very and you know sort of like oh well she's going to come out of her shell eventually it's all you know part of it is their fault and part of it is what they were given it to do hmm. uh, but yes I, I would like to work with each of those child actors. Right. <laughs> maybe ask mom Get to leave
0: the set that, that might help right
3: <laughs> then he would have cried, probably um that Good. was fairly young right like you know, I want to say he was like you know acting five maybe at the most six or seven, right, which is re- you're right, a really tough age uh even just in general, but to be able to act is uh, uh yeah, I wanted to be like, whose kid is this whose crew member's kid is this oh, right and
0: another reason why do we have kids on the ship <laughs> <laughs>
1: I do like that Picard yells at them to stop crying, yes. which, as we all know, <laughs> works every time.
0: Best parenting <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, sometimes so, it actually does you work. Know, and now, now, now what we have is everybody's trapped in locations, right? So for the rest of the episode, we're just going to bounce around and check in on the progress of how each group is doing with the little situation they've been presented. Eric.
2: I feel like we can't navigate away from the kids until we realize that one of them has been cast as number one, one of them is the science officer, one of them is the right, r- right, the right. Radish That's king. not yet.
0: That's <laughs> not yet. But yes, we do okay. need to...
2: <laughs> I have that written down <laughs> already. Sorry about that. Uh, that comes up a little <laughs> bit later.
0: But, you know, if he didn't cry so much, maybe he would have got a better gig. Maybe. <laughs> uh, all right. So Picard and the kids are trapped on uh, in the turbo Turbolift. Uh, we come back to the bridge where Roe breaks in, pushes the door open. <laughs> she breaks in um, and we know that it was hard because she lets us like through the rest of the scene there, she's playing with her hand to let us know that it kind of hurt. <laughs> um, Troy is thrust <laughs> into command position. Uh, Eric, what about Roe's reaction? The troy being put in command
2: but she's a lady about feelings and thinkings she ain't she ain't supposed to tell us what right? to do i
0: mean it's pretty obvious Roe is not was, pleased right
2: well it was lovely because you get the condescension from, from you know the kind condescension from yes. o'brien and the mean condescension from yes. ro and you get even <laughs> so more get later yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Did any of you know that she
3: was a lieutenant commander? Like, is this the only... The... Well, neither
2: did she, apparently. Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, right, right
3: I am. Right. I, had, I right. had no idea. This is all, because
0: this is all made up uh, assignment. So in real military fashion, there's line command and there's staff. And all doctors and people in positions like Troy are staff. They are not line command. So oh. technically, Ro, Ro would be the commanding officer because she's the only one there who is an officer, one. And two, she's in line command. And uh, Troy is staff and would never be giving uh, a position of command. So. It was
2: uh, That makes me feel better because, like, my uncle's a captain. I'm like, what? If the captain on the ship dies, my uncle's in charge? I'm like, No, fuck that. <laughs> well, and I think that may be why,
3: what's going through Rose's head uh, in that situation. I wanted to give her a little bit of a benefit of the doubt that it wasn't just like, hey, this Joker. I feel like she was like, could have challenged it, but decided not to because of the, whatever respect she might have for Troy. Even though, because, you know, I, I read it a, maybe a completely opposite way. Like, she didn't want to step on on Troy's, oh, you know, okay. uh, uh, thing here, even <laughs> though she probably was like, mm, I could, I could push here and do it, but no, let's see how I this know. goes. That's a whole lot of direction to give an
0: actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So back to the baby shower in <laughs> <at> 10 forward. <laughs> um, I felt a little uncomfortable here with Riker's hand on Keiko's face. Did anybody else? Yep. I know he didn't have bad intentions, but just because of his history, he's like, don't touch my wife <laughs> ever <laughs> for any reason. And
2: then he went and then he went from face to knee as he used her knee to help himself stand up. <laughs> <didn't notice> <laughs> yep.
0: um, and we forgot, like at the very beginning, when we go to 10 forward for the baby shower, <laughs> we just know uh like did they know when they hired michael dorn that they had what they had because hey warf just sitting in the Uh. background uncomfortable that he's at the baby shower is wonderful (laughs) um and it just foreshadows what we're gonna get (laughs) in this uh this little uh the way these two are grouped together here um all right so and he's like looking
3: to the side too like he's very much like not the the center of the scene but it is i noted it as well yeah. so good <laughs>
0: he's trying not to engage while still looking over to make sure like did she get my blanket that i gave her <laughs> 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 uh all right so from the, the baby shower uh we then travel over to uh the cargo bay where jordy and beth find a new problem there's a slow motion explosion <laughs> Uh that leads to an explanation of how things are worse. Uh curadium and radiation sure. make for an even bigger, perhaps real time explosions. Rutro. So
1: Jimmy, I wrote down Rut Row. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> are you kidding yes. me? <laughs> uh
0: well maybe it was because of that sl- that slow-mo explosion. <laughs> uh, does anybody have an explanation as to why maybe they, did they have to? Was it the only way? Because it didn't seem to heighten the, the drama. It was, it was weird for me that it suddenly went slow-mo for that, that explosion from the panel. Any different reactions? Did it not, it was fine for everybody else?
2: They wanted that plasma fire effect and they couldn't think of any other way to use it. And they had all these barrels hanging around. So (laughs) so as long as you put barrels of radioactive material next to a radioactive fire, really, the rest of the episode should take care of itself. It should be (laughs) slow-mo. They should
3: be all hulks by the end of this episode.
2: Yes.
0: All right. So now we know there is they're on the clock. Um, There's radiation. This is uh, this uh doesn't like to be around the radiation. So um, if they don't do something within two hours, the ship could explode. So the pressure is on. Uh, from there, we head back to the turbo lift. Um, and this is, where, <laughs> this is where the director <laughs> told uh, the dark head kid, you got to put your back to the camera <laughs> because you can't look at mom. <laughs> anymore but the big question for me came um at this point how will picard help these kids find their confidence and how will these kids help Picard learn patience answer radishes Radishes. (laughs) this is where picard assigns each two of the three a legitimate place on his crew and the third one he gives a pat on the head and says they're there (laughs) I mean, you are, I don't forget the exact term, you are the head of radishes, the head of (laughs) researcher.
2: Yeah, the officer in charge of radishes, um, I think he said. (laughs)
0: Radishes, which will forevermore now be my way of telling somebody, you don't really matter.
2: (laughs) (laughs) and it of course it's not jay it's jay gordon is the blonde kid <laughs> and he goes right from there to bestowing the radish king onto the last one oh, right. and it's just it's just amazing it could not be more fun <laughs> these fucking this girl who is useful <laughs> and these two fucking <laughs> ciphers of little boys right. That are just going to get in the way of everything. It's really fascinating. Well, it's like
0: Kate had mentioned earlier about the acting choices, uh, or perhaps it was the acting and directing choices. But when the girl was hunched over in that first, uh, uh, the opening scene in the terminal lift, I kind of was like, okay, she's she's the only one who hasn't spoken at this point. So she, I think, is the one who's going to be who shines, who does something because they're trying not to bring attention to her, or the other two are like kind of. (laughs) kind of unlikable <laughs> uh,
3: plus she's the oldest right I, I, he really just leans into that uh, like right. as the only reason for rank uh which i guess is true she's the tallest for very you know for, for sure <laughs> just like Riker. yeah <laughs> My other oh yeah that's tall. you're tall the talls deserve to be in charge uh, i also didn't know that the pips that you could take yes. off of your thing so one at a time so easily right like that's a new bit for me
0: um yeah
3: um, and, but they all and, love it. I also love that the little kid, when he gets when he gets the radish uh, rank, he does this acting thing, yeah. which is so bad. Where he looks down. I'm like, you can't
2: even see that. Yeah. What are you talking about? You it's can't fantastic. see the... It's right. <laughs> fantastic. The radish king is so stupid. He's, <laughs> he's, so, he's stupid. so happy. He's so happy with it too. <laughs> he
0: like he's very, he's beaming. So happy. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and we start to see one of the threads of the episode are different. Uh, forms of leadership and how different people can fill in the role of leadership and are challenged with, you know, rising to the occasion. Um, And we get that with a new number one, like, how will she handle this well I think uh, it's we'll interesting it that
1: you're right Jimmy uh, in that what we what we also uh, we see
0: is that immediate dichotomy uh, head from of the protocols to the Jeffrey versus tubes, we can't play it safe right like Riker it's very uh, there is a coolant like, leak clear lines are drawn um, uh, and that's gonna and, be the rest of the show <laughs> is Troy trying to figure too. out how to navigate the coolant leak and like, like
3: let's crawl faster crawl faster try to create some tension here it did not work they just looked ridiculous
0: right The sets are getting smaller right we're going from tin Ford to the cargo bay to the turbo lift and now we're like in the jeffrey tubes like it's like they're trying to physically show you things are getting more tense
2: Um, and maybe want to see everybody gets a task
0: yeah um and then data and Riker run into a plasma wall i mean this stuff is all over the place now uh so what's gonna happen with that we'll have to come back to it later uh-oh, back some arcing in, electricity. Yes, the arcing electricity. Uh, Back in the shuttle bay, uh, we learned that radiation affects anti-gravity units, which I never oh, would have shit. known. So now uh, they're going to have to move the heavy uh, plastic tubs all by
3: themselves. Um, oh, man, that business is so bad. <laughs> we'll
2: <to> <laughs> and it is key that they go through, like they talk about the fact that it is less radioactive over here in right. this corner over so i guess we should move all the stuff further from yes. the radioactive fire and possibly stand over there ourselves uh, right i mean maybe
0: cuz radiation is <laughs> localized it's not a gas that yeah. fills the space no.
3: if i know anything from chernobyl they're dead already like already what you, what's dead. happening like you can't just get a little bit they of radiation should definitely
2: not be wearing clothes <laughs> I learned that from Chernobyl Take it all off
3: Was that a different movie that you watched? Are you was that, sure that was not
0: Sex Trek, The next penetration yeah. <laughs> like,
2: like maybe I don't know what Chernobyl is Or what a miniseries is But I know that you're not supposed to be wearing clothes anymore
0: Right <laughs> Oh that's so hot let's turn this back around uh <laughs> so uh they're they think they can buy some time by pushing the uh uh the big curtainium tanks over to the other side of <laughs> the cargo bay we'll see if that works out or not um from uh, Cargo Bay, we go back to the bridge where Roe is going to row. She's breaking some rules to save the day. That, we learn that Troy um, is actually, to us, the audience. I mean, we learned that Troy um, is going to be the, the stand-in for us, the audience, watching the show uh, as the two. <laughs> the two characters <laughs> talk down to her and yeah. lovingly explain what's going on so this is where like they're both Roe and O'Brien are really condescending about what's she... happening and, and Troy tries to jump in with oh you mean this they like uh no that's ex- that's exactly wrong uh but dear <laughs> this is what it actually means
2: uh, but what I like so about that line element is like a is like a cosmic string. Yeah. No. No. Right.
0: Not at but all. But
3: was cosmic string <laughs> was another thing that happened like <laughs> seasons earlier. So at least it had what I liked about. Right. It, I was like, oh yeah, it's like a cross. Like as the audience, I was like, oh, it must be like a cut. And they're like, no, 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 just kidding. Nope. It's actually a, It's a completely different thing. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> You're all dummies. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but what, I have a question. Oh, go ahead. Great. You you, you go in.
0: right and we're at the moment now where you know like so we're seeing how these different leadership positions are all being set up and right now Troy is at the very beginning of her test Uh, and she's still not very confident like she's not making choices and really deferring a lot to the other two which has given them a bit of license to be like I think it should be this way and the other is like no it should be this way I know better especially better than her um, Troy Uh, so you know it's setting up a nice little moment that
1: we'll see I love it
0: for Troy to, to to rise up, right, Eric?
2: I do think it's weird that they cast O'Brien in this must-follow-rules-at-all, you know, uh, chances kind of situation when he's more, uh, you know, open to using the transporter the way people use uh, fucking phaser. Like he's like, we can use it for anything. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, right. <laughs> I think he tends to be more open to workarounds than they're making him here. Hmm.
3: I well, also, I, I, I kept thinking throughout this was as her leadership test is going on here that like, it's not that dissimilar from the way Picard uh, or other captains work, right? I think it's just, a, it's a little bit just heightened because she's acting so not confident, yeah but it's not, she's doing a great job. Like she's getting people's input, things she doesn't know she's learning about and then making decisions once they give their reports based on it. Right. And so. I, I actually think it's it's interesting. I just wish they didn't direct her to be so like oh no, what do I do? You know, because <laughs> you know, maybe Picard thinks that way but he just doesn't outwardly show it. Uh, uh and it is a little bit of a, you know, I don't know. I I, I, I wish she would just uh, uh that that comparison was was more um front and center. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I I would I'd say it it, it wouldn't work out for the there would be no character growth then if she was mm. already that confident. She needs to be to not be confident so that when she does step into that role, she's taking a step forward as Troy and not already being in that place, right?
3: No, yeah, yeah, all right, so that's better, I guess, Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, so Plot sucks. <laughs>
0: this whole scene is just setting up that now we have another death clock because the um, containment field is breaking down. And if it gets below 15 percent, then all of the radiation uh, will permeate through the whole ship and everyone will die. So we have multiple death clocks going on around the ship. Um, it's a uh, disaster. Speaking, yeah. Yeah, it's a disaster. (laughs) That's where they got this show's name, (laughs) says my grandma. Uh, In the Jeffries 2, Riker and Data are at an impasse, meaning that, uh, you know, the little lightning stuff, uh, they can't uh, get through. But since Data is mostly composed of non conductive polymers, he could stop the plasma. Um, And then, if things go sideways, worst case scenario, setting it up, Riker could detach his head and take his head to engineering where he would be able to do everything uh, (laughs) except use his body.
2: (laughs) Just bring the head.
0: Just Mm. bring the head, which immediately made me think of Ice Pirates.
2: (laughs) 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 And that ruined the whole effect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: made me think of the amazing screw on head <laughs> for similar uh, reasons and reactions Well done.
0: um all right so <laughs> we go from that little conversation to uh back to the jeffrey tube uh for a little bit of happy mutiny um we all go or we all stay says number one um, and uh, we, this is where for me it came really apparent that this episode is kind of about you know everybody given the opportunity to lead and how they handle it uh, and how they can rise to it uh, what do you guys think about the little, that, that little moment of how number one rises to the occasion
1: uh, I love it in that I, I know, it. I know that it's radical. sort of um,
0: both valid points so let's go but back to Kate to clarify cliche
1: for a reason <laughs> like kids are like that right like that like no if you're not gonna go I'm not gonna go and because there's no immediate danger for them right like it's about the clamp there's not that flight fight or flight uh you know like they have the time to think and they're gonna stay I don't know it's just a nice little moment and plus it keeps them all together and Jay (laughs) Gordon who needs to have two names apparently uh you know he's part of it good for him
0: well, and it's great that the two the two boys are the whiny ones, right? Like, because the dark haired kid is like, yes. I,
1: don't wanna I don't want
0: to go. I don't want it without the captain. We're going to die. And it's, you know, number <laughs> one. He was like, yeah, you're right. But I'm going to handle it in a different way.
3: Uh, so I'm going nice. to guilt him into going with us. Uh, yeah. But yeah. That was, yeah, it was also like a false thing that like was like Picard was just saying, go climb up there while I stay here. It was like, why were you going to stay on the thing? Like, that makes no his sense. His ankle was broken. <laughs> well, sure, but he's able he to hurt. jump up the rungs. Like, right. we saw him see him. We do saw it, it late. Like, like, it was like, oh, it wasn't so
0: hard. I'm glad that I didn't uh, sacrifice myself because it <laughs> turns <laughs> out I could totally do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So we uh, leave Turbo Bay back to the cargo bay where Jordy has his wait a minute moment. <laughs> Literally, (laughs) uh, they can space all the bad things and suck out the plasma fire, Eric.
2: It was after they had already moved the last barrel (laughs) that he had his fucking oh man, (laughs) eureka moment. (laughs) Like, come on, Jordy, Jesus! Well, and then they really of
3: them pushing the heavy thing and then. Ooh, you know, doing that their, was like, hard work, <laughs> and right? And then you know, but burn having to wipe his brow with a visor on is actually really difficult. So he wipes his cheek. I don't know if you guys <laughs> notice he's like getting the, <laughs> the sweat off of his cheek. Oh, poor guy.
1: I like how when they choose uh, the what to hold on to, they choose like a. The most rickety ass ladder I've ever seen. Like they shook it, and like the whole thing was like, blah, blah, blah. like it's clearly a ladder that they just leaned against something, and they're like, don't don't shake it too hard. Right, is
3: this OSHA approved? Do they have OSHA in the twenty fourth century? Well, and let's not forget that Love as soon it. as they push
0: the crates over. Uh, Beverly does a task. She's like, yeah, that didn't work.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: and it's actually worse now because we are sweating and, and <laughs> pushing all the radiation through our bodies.
0: Uh, but at least they have an idea of what might work. Um, so we leave them. Still haven't taken a little corners. bit of hope. Uh, and we head back over to uh, 10 Ford in the baby shower. And you guys won't be shocked by this. I don't remember the episode at all. So it's at this point, um, I'm like, oh, shit. Keiko is
1: having contractions. Is Wolf going to deliver a baby? (laughs) She cannot. This is not a good time, Keiko.
2: (laughs) Right. I love (laughs)
0: that
1: For all, I mean, all of the times for a
0: guy named to be off the ship. (laughs) She's off the ship again. I mean, how many vacation days does she have? She's hardly ever around anymore. But I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't remember. Please, 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 please let Warp deliver this baby.
1: Well, especially after the the moment before she has the contractions, it's he setting the bone of the guy, and he does it, and he says, you bore that well. And then immediately, like, so you know who he's going to be in this moment. You get a little sneak preview.
0: (laughs) I mean, again, did they know When they hired Michael Jordan, or was it like, you know what? This guy is funny. We got to put him in these positions because it turns out he is good at being a warrior, but he's also fucking hilarious at being a straight man, (laughs) like just phenomenal. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) so uh, we get we set up for the ultimate payoff later. Um, on at the baby shower, we go from there back to the bridge where we have Troy, Roy, uh, and O'Brien, uh, at their meeting Troy, engaging Roy. in some psych. Oh, so <laughs> Roe, Ro- <And> Roy- <laughs> sorry, Troy, Roe, and O'Brien are uh, having a little psych 101 debate. Um, and then uh, Troy finally she like her takes her first real step into making a, uh, a decisive decision. Um, I, I hope that wasn't redundant <laughs> uh, what about this this scene in the debate I- any thoughts
2: I think it's frustrating in the way that Murder She Wrote was frustrating in that they show you exactly who did it before they show the, sh- the series or the episode so now the fact that I already know that everybody's going to be fine there's no drama at all and we've joked about that, like, coming into this already. But, like, they're not going to kill any of these groups. They're going to kill the lady they killed at the beginning. And that's it. Maybe one of the kids. Come on. <laughs> <of> the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but they're definitely not going to kill any of the... Maybe Roe at this point they could still do. But, like, <laughs> the whole idea that this is going to lead to any sort of carnage or violence is hilarious. So... Let, you know let's get to it <laughs> is where I was at this particular point uh, as an as a observer I'm like you are not going to make me feel scared for these people
1: <laughs> Eric is made of stone uh, but also I think that it yes. is an interesting I'm so glad that the next time we see Roe right we just got introduced, is in this life or death situation, knowing her past,
2: mm. so
1: it's really interesting that she's the one that's gung ho for. They're all dead. Fuck it, like cut our losses and go, when we know that she was responsible for the deaths of eight crew members. Um, so that's just a. I just noted that, and I think it's interesting, yeah. and and leads to maybe why that apology happens. I'm not so sure, but we can talk about that when we get there. Yeah,
0: no, thanks for bringing it up, Kate, because that totally flew over my head. And that's super important. And I think maybe I I might I I don't know if I understand you correctly or fully. But now that you say that, it makes me think she's playing the safer route, right? Because she's caused Mm -hmm. lives to be lost. And she's like, we can't take the chance that we lose everybody we need to cut the saucer mm. not just save ourselves because that's the only thing we know for sure will save some people mm, like, interesting that's what Souser. makes me <laughs> think of it Saucer. <laughs>
2: <Souser. laughs> sorry Major sorry i never Souser. i never say that right
3: saucer
0: <laughs>
2: thank you thank you <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> i you know so i thought the same thing kate and i was wondering why they didn't make that subtext more more textual right because it's like it's it's it was part of what what made that scene interesting and they don't mention it at all they don't even have any like looks around it like even troy and o'brien could have been like well do we trust her because she you know like there could have been some more drama around that and it was depending on you knowing that you know episode from three episodes ago right right? which is not uh you know not super ideal i feel like they could have done a better job of making that make more sense because otherwise her argument doesn't doesn't hold much water for me i'm kind of just like no i mean I, we we stick together it's kind of like you know what's going on in the turbo lift like you can't just abandon your crew members for your own skin like that doesn't seem star to me
2: yeah do they outrank me <laughs> 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 will i be the captain uh all right is there
0: so after that uh, Psych 101 debate, we leave uh, the conference room and head back to the Turbolift, uh, where it turns out Picard could uh, scale the, the ladder fairly easily, <laughs> just hopping up it. Uh, and an old Earth song helps everybody oh. get up the ladder. Oh. Uh, Frere Jaca, thoughts? Oh.
2: Of all the songs to
0: survive. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: The Radish King knows this fucking song. Of course, the Radish <laughs> King knew surprise. it. surprise. Of course he did. <laughs> oh, I hate Frère so bad. <laughs> and then they sang it like 12 so times.
1: long. We get it. We we get that he's hopping. We get that you're singing. It's motivating them. Move on. Right. That was like that.
3: that- uh, that was
1: one where they filmed it for safety, like just in case. And then the episode was yeah. short and they were like, thank God we've got all of this Frera Shaka footage. It's we really
3: have seven minutes in the ass. turbo left. <laughs> I feel like that was a director choice, right? Like, I just, she had that idea of having the, the kids go up the ladder and, like, let's have that entire long shot of kids going up the ladder. They're all going to, it would have worked if maybe they were more powerful actors. And you could have seen each of them doing different, you know thoughts and internal feelings as they're doing that but it's mostly just of their feet and business and it doesn't actually mean anything at all
2: and for some fucking reason they chose the slowest goddamn tempo (laughs) you can imagine for ferrera It's like when you have a, a work birthday party and they start it slow and no matter what you do you can't speed up that fucking song. Yeah, happy birthday, it's happy impossible. birthday, happy
3: birthday. Bye-bye, we're done, Yay. <laughs> Uh All
0: right, so we leave uh, the painful singing and uh, <laughs> the turbo left and head back to tin Ford, and Worf is going to deliver a baby. <laughs> I'm super excited at this point because the writing's on the wall. I know that I'm going to get at least one uh, smile out loud in... Uh, <laughs> That's as
3: much mirth as you can show (laughs) Uh,
0: So we got a nice setup there for later on Uh, And then we head back over to the shuttle bay Where Beth and Jordy Let the airs out of the tire Kate
1: So sorry, I just was going to say We do get one more like uh cl- clocking or ticking time bomb which is that the baby may not be turned and i was like how many things right. could actually oh, be going god. wrong like why <laughs> can't right. one thing and then it ends up being totally fine so it's just uh you know uh, yeah and w- w- what went through
0: my head when, when i know that now warp is gonna do this and when they said the baby thing i was like oh my god is warp gonna have to get in there <laughs> yeah right <laughs>
3: Also, he has that great line By in this one where he's like, Can't you tell whether or not the baby is head down or
2: not? I love it. <laughs> it was it was right after Keiko's like, Have you ever done this before? Like, the, yes. like you're gonna yes. expect yes. Worf no. to say yes many times, <laughs> I have delivered human babies. <laughs> in a simulation.
0: Yes, in the simulation. Simulations. Oh, one of my favorite things about this episode <laughs> is warp and the baby coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So we're back in Cargo Bay where um, Bev and Jordy uh, open up the airlock, lit all the air out to suck all the bad things in and put out the fire. Uh, what did you guys think about this scene? The 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 special effects uh, and the rickety ladder, <laughs> Kate.
1: I just imagined a bunch of PAS with uh, leaf blowers to the side, just <laughs> hitting Beverly, especially because uh, that it's definitely like a hair whip moment. There's a little bit of facial movement in it. The rickety ladder somehow stays. I don't know.
0: Right. <laughs> And right. at one point, uh, Beverly oh. loses, loses
1: her grip, and
0: Jordy mm. just puts an arm around her like it's nothing. He's like, what? It's easy. I can do it with one hand.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is a lot of force, right? Like, you yes. know, it's, if you're going spaced out, it's a <laughs> lot of pressure going out there. They didn't lock elbows around the ladder nope. or do the any tans. type of, like, you know, tying it down. So they wouldn't, like, it, it it's just feel like there was very little pressure uh, to do it. Let's just use our hands. No, they weren't doing those, like, grippy exercise Mm -hmm. things. They should have been a little bit smarter. He's an engineer.
0: Yeah, and if those heavy tubes can be sucked out, you could hold on probably, but not with your feet on the ground. (laughs) And if your feet are on the ground while that thing is being sucked out, there's not a whole lot of pressure anyways then, right? Like, they should have been, like, sideways. And wouldn't the the frozen space immediately take over all the space in there? And, like, you'd be like, I I don't know. It was –
2: not a. We've training. seen other actors go through this before. Better, come on. Yeah. Go go to the library, <laughs> and check out all of the yes. other times that people have been saved yes. by explosive decompression, and do some <laughs> I research. I love that, folks. Eric. Come on.
0: Check the game tape, man. <laughs> check the game tape.
3: <laughs> well, even in previous start like episodes that Beverly was in, wasn't yep. she like sucked out of something and she was like, horizontal uh, and. Would have been just as much, if not more yes. powerful, in this <laughs>
0: I'm glad you brought that up because that could have saved it for me. If when they came back, she was like, I've been in this before and this was way easier. <laughs> <laughs> <than last time."> <laughs> <laughs> it was a temporal rift last time I was being infected,
3: but...
0: Not a string? <laughs> no. <laughs> <caught the> string. <laughs> All right. So the airs are Never. out of the tire. The fire Cold. is done. Uh, so it looks like maybe Bev and Jordy are out of their death clock. Um, we'll see back to the bridge. Um, we have uh, a close call in that, uh, um, the, the containment field, uh, almost goes down, but O'Brien is able to save it. Um, and Rose like, see what I said, I told you how it was going to be. And Troy's like, uh, uh-uh. uh I'm in charge. Uh, and we see her take uh, she's the boss. She becomes a boss lady right here for sure. She's like, nope. This is my decision. This is how we're going to do it. I don't care. Lives might be at risk, but we're going to take that risk. Um, So what do you guys think?
2: I think that the best uh, effect in Star Trek history is about to happen.
1: Mm. Oh, excited. Okay. I think that uh Roe says the line you can't let wishful thinking guide your decisions, which again, if we're charting mm. Roe and what you were talking about, Jimmy, is intriguing. Like again, it's all just very I just I noted every time Roe said something <coughs> and thought, is that important?
2: Mm. Right. Yeah. For her for her, her story
1: for storyline. her storyline. Right. Yeah. right.
3: Right. Yeah. But we right. don't, yeah, right. It's not, see, yeah, again, it's not explicit, which I guess it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be spoon-fed to us, but I would have liked a little bit more of a nod to her past.
0: No, I, you guys are absolutely right, and it didn't even dawn on me until Kate had brought it up, but, like, we get a very clear character, the beginning of a character sketch of Row in our first introduction to her. And Picard makes a leap towards her and sees something and brings her in, but that doesn't mean everybody else, like, it should just dissolve away this past that she had or their feelings about her. And, and it seems to have done that. And it, it seems more like the writer's like, well, now she's a regular. So um, mm. of course she's fine. Where, yeah. you know, and if anyone... you get this, the characters don't get the, 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 the G characters don't get that same uh, character arc of, well, you got to prove that you're not who I thought you were.
3: And if anyone would have been that foil, it would have been O'Brien to be like, look, I'm just a, chief like you can't just you know <laughs> be th- you know th- uh, throwing our lives away like like you did at those other uh, you mm. know starfleet <laughs> operators. like i feel like he <laughs> would have yeah, been yeah. a little bit thrown that interface but he's he's very prim and proper uh throughout this yeah um thing he doesn't really go angry keiko's
0: really calmed him down
3: <laughs> and he only did one uh thing to be like is 10 forward okay like he only did that once earlier on uh, right he's thinking he's thinking about her
0: uh, well, earlier on, too, we saw uh, uh, Data did walk into the plasma lightning bolts. He got shocked pretty badly uh, and uh, Riker had to take off Quite his head. Quite an experience. Had to take off his head. Uh, and we joined them now, Riker and the disembodied Data. Uh, they've made their way back to engineering, uh, where they have to race against the clock now to find the conduits inside Data's head so that he can take control of the containment fields. Uh, and nobody Lisa all Riker uh, is the type of person you want to give that long explanation to about where to put something right? <laughs> <laughs> and he still put it in the wrong and hole right? <laughs> the wrong hole,
2: hole.
1: <laughs> uh, um, uh, that is the face but he does find make. the
2: right hole
0: uh. <laughs> yeah but, uh, he does find the right hole he does uh, squeeze in a little joke about the size of Data's head um <laughs> he
3: does oh my god i didn't even realize that
0: and uh they they are able to uh get that containment field stabilized um right well, and
3: the <laughs> diversion of power from the bridge that let the oh, all those consoles are are on right. it actually worked that you know troy and o'brien's plan to try to get somebody yep. in engineering to pay attention to what's going on right was effective um i just want to note brent spiner <gasps> breathe a lot in this scene and I'd be like he doesn't have any lungs he's just a head it was all programming from the beginning he never had to breathe
0: he never <laughs> Ever had to breathe in his existence <laughs> uh yes thank you for reminding us uh the, the the setup earlier about getting the lights turned on engineering so that somebody knew somebody else needed help as a clue Riker gets it pretty quick too like yeah. almost immediately that there there must be a reason for it um I the scene is fine. Uh I ju- again, Ice Pirates was in my head and that's all I could think about <laughs> was ice pirates in a disembodied head. <laughs> it's uh, just
3: so hokey. You can't get away from that being hokey. It's just it looks dumb. The best effect in Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> How'd they even do that? He doesn't even have a body. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> Don't look under the <laughs> table, folks.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So the containment field uh, is uh, stabilized. Things are going to start to get better, I think. Um, the next scene, we're back on the bridge, uh, and there's just long enough a row to wipe the egg off her face and uh, Troy to be gracious about it. Uh, so Aww. this is, you know, that, that little pin that I wanted to come back to where um, – Michael Piller was a little disappointed that the writers had uh, taken the supposed rough edges off of Roe uh, and made her so easily apologize. Uh, reactions to that into uh, into the scene. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. again, the apology did not bother me.
1: Say more about that, Eric. OK, good. It did not Good.
2: I mean I'd rather Uh, not
1: (laughs) Again if I I think because I tuned Into the unspoken Roe storyline that may just be In my own head The apology made sense because There was a moment of Like I almost did it again right like Potentially
3: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: So to me That was uh, That was nice
3: I think she was honestly really scared that the opposite was going to happen, right? That by enacting, she would be potentially court-martialed again and, you know, would have caused the death of more people, um, it, and that would have been on her soul, right? So I think the apology is a little bit being like, you made the right call in this situation. Thank you for for making a call that wasn't mine. Like, it was it like kind of took a little bit of the responsibility <laughs> off her, even though she could, she could push for it as much as she could. But it was very quick. I will. I mean, the, I. I think what Michael Pillar might be saying is that it's just a throwaway line at the end of a scene. It's not like a a scene about that at all. And I think it. I it, it probably would have been better if there was more of a of a resolution behind just two lines, right?
0: Yeah. And and again, I had it totally went over my head. The row thing that. Um Kate brought up which I think is should be canon because that's it's canon so much more uh, interesting than what they did but the apology still didn't bother me at all (laughs) Um, and it was because uh, Eric stepping on my line again (laughs) Uh (laughs) Um, it was uh, Ro who we saw in the first time we met her it was very blunt right she's like just says what she feels what she thinks is right and if that's fine. But if you don't direct it back at yourself, then now you're just a dick. Mm. Uh, and this to me, like cemented that, Oh no, she's a person who honestly evaluates what's happening for herself and others. And she realizes she was wrong. So she immediately jumps to that, like, you know, ripping the bandaid off. Like, I just want to get it over with. You were right. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Um, and then I love that Troy acknowledges like, I, you could have just as easily been right it was you know you have to make a choice <laughs> i made one it worked out but uh and, and and it it builds a bridge between those two like now mm. there's a moment mm. that they've had and there's a, a i don't know if it's a bond but at least something happened a connection between them yeah um
3: definitely a tip of the cap from road being like okay yeah. yeah you you i was maybe skeptical of you taking command but you did the right thing and made the right, right call in this situation so you got you made my, it work my kudos
0: uh, so after we get that nice little moment, uh, we have a, a wordless scene as uh, Picard and his crew come out of the uh, turbo lift. Uh, Kate.
1: This may have been wordless for you, but my husband <laughs> got really scared of them being by that open shaft and kept yelling, don't hug in front of an open doorway. Don't hug in front of an open doorway. <laughs> wow. I think true. revealing some fears he may have. <laughs>
2: yes. Eric. And I will say I did love that Picard got out first and then just laid there while the kids <laughs> got out one at a time. That's true. Didn't help at all. Nothing. Just sat there breathing. Like you guys should be fine. He, does right? have he was kinda cool. in
3: the way too. Like he was made it harder yeah, for is. them to crawl over. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They literally lift the little uh camera <laughs> burner like up and over themselves because there's nowhere for him to go
3: <laughs> that's good direction right there <laughs>
0: uh and then yes we are back to tin ford where Warp hysterically delivers a baby uh my favorite scene in the whole episode <laughs> uh, so yelling at him <laughs> him um, may- going by
1: the book Right, you may now give birth
3: going <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yes. to bear down he's like scanning her 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 her, her no-no parts uh, <laughs> being like oh, <laughs> say, you are say, say like, it congratulations you are at 10 centimeters <laughs> so hot
0: <laughs> oh and the baby is delivered and the- <laughs> there's a moment there where I was like are you gonna
1: give Keiko the baby (laughs) or are you just enamored with
0: it because you're spending a lot of time with the baby Uh, but he does give the baby over to mommy and
1: I do think we hear or at least I heard uh, him say I believe she looks like Chief O'Brien I could be wrong about that you're right yeah
0: now that you're right so I can't say that the the baby is named Molly Molly O'Brien uh, oh. Is the baby's name? So game, he, won that, that for he won
1: that. He uh, won that argument between if they were going to name their child. Uh, well, they thought it was who's... a boy, right? So it right, was right. Michael. No, but but it was Michael, like his Molly, family name right. versus her right. family name, and right. definitely Molly O'Brien. I think they definitely <laughs> picked a certain tack.
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 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 Molly <laughs> Wharf uh, O'Brien, <laughs> and
0: then um, that brings us to the end, folks. Uh, we end on huh. the bridge. And everything's back to normal. Their time off was, of course, totally ruined. They're heading to the Starbase 65 to get some repairs and to talk about uh, you know, reevaluating, do we want kids on the ship?" Uh, <laughs> and uh, the kids show up, and they give them a little plaque, which I don't think we ever see again, which is another big miss, like that should be on his wall somewhere, and we just see it in passing sometimes. And
3: Picard Day. Picard. In day. Picard day <laughs> uh,
0: and then uh, we have the, the line that maybe made <laughs> great cry. Uh, our shared line of uh the two number ones saying I, sir. So cute. It was very <laughs> sweet.
3: I have a soft spot in no. my heart for any type of uh especially uh you know maybe it's my daughter's uh like that coming of age, like, oh no, I'm I'm uh, you know, uh getting the, the, the respect from, from, from Card. Uh yeah, it definitely was like well, and maybe it was also the baby, seeing a baby as well. Uh which is very rare seeing an actual newborn baby um oh, yeah. on on camera like that. Uh it was enough to be and also that baby was looking at its mom too. I'm just gonna have to throw <laughs> that out there. The acting that baby does not know how to act. <laughs> <laughs> at all. Amateurs um, but those one two punches of of cuteness um really just uh your week got me last (laughs) night and i was literally bawling and i'm like i love star trek even though this is a you know middling episode it still gets me uh on an emotional level nerd
0: all right eric give us your vitriol about this scene in the episode as a whole what do you rate it
2: I give it three Radish Kings. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be better off if there had been three Radish Kings instead of the number one and Ooh. science officer uh, J2 names there. <laughs> um, I thought this episode was complete and utter crap. I hated it. I wanted to love it, but there was just nothing to love. Even disembodied Data Head um, just couldn't get it going for me. I I had a great time talking shit about it, Uh, so that brought it up to three instead of two and a half Radish Kings, but uh, there's no reason to watch it, no plot at all from beginning to end, we never even talk about the major differences between quantum filaments and cosmic strings, so I'm left feeling like as big a moron as Troy, and I mean, I don't want that for myself or for any of my friends, so uh, three Radish Kings, that's what we got.
3: Uh, All right, Greg, how about you? Uh, I am going to go with uh, I'm going to go with six and a half terrible French songs. Uh, It is (laughs) a like I said, it's length episode for me. I think it's really tropey. It kind of falls into many of the cliches that, you know, 80s and 90s television was into, like, you know, even the baby scene for how funny it was. It just, it, yeah, you know, I've I'd seen this in so many different sitcoms and yeah. uh dramas, even uh, at this time. It was a well done cliche, I thought, at least that scene, uh, with, with Keiko and Worf it made me laugh. I like the, the back and forth between them. Um, I thought the whole data head thing off was super hokey and not didn't really make much sense. Um, the we talked about uh, uh you know, uh, uh Crusher and LaForge not really having stakes that made sense to me there either um but i enjoyed the the resolution of the of the children uh and that episode with Picard he feels like he's learned this uh, uh lesson like four or five times with Wesley and other <laughs> children uh but it, it it feels like it's finally sunk into him that no he you know kids are just <laughs> like my officers i have to treat them with respect and not coddle them and they will respect me for that and i feel like uh you know that's a lesson for everyone out there. Children are just people, uh, <laughs> except for babies. They suck, but also are adorable, and I love them very much. So yeah, it's 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 a tropey episode. Uh, I had some fun with it, and uh, it's Star Trek, so it made me cry. <laughs> Kate,
1: uh, I am going to go in the middle here and give it five plaques that we will never see again. <laughs> And I give it higher than Eric, and I think it's because of the Wharf Keiko scenes in general being so strong. But I also appreciate the structure of this episode as a whole in terms of how it is paced going from different locations. I think that it stays interesting in that. Um, We have some... Poor children actors uh, or, you know, you know, which makes it a little less than I would give this episode proper, I think uh, because of those performances. But I do enjoy getting to see different officers interact with each other in a way that we mm-hmm. don't normally in my ideal world. Picard wouldn't have been in this episode at all. Um, It would have just been seeing how everybody else deals with a vacuum of power. Um, and mm-hmm. then we could have cut, uh, you know, the whole children's storyline altogether. Uh, but so I give it a five for those reasons.
0: Uh, I absolutely agree. I'm going to give it five stage moms. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, For all those reasons, it is middling. Um, It is an episode you can totally skip over, even though we meet Molly O'Brien in the episode. Uh, It doesn't really lend itself uh, to the Star Trek universe in terms of world building. However, it could have if they would have listened to the young uh, at the time, very young. Uh, Kate <laughs> um, uh, and made the whole road storyline more prevalent in this in, you know her past bearing on the decisions she makes uh, in this episode one thing that stood out for me was um, you know I've been sort of lamenting that some of my modern day favorite TV shows have such short seasons um you know like the the standard 10 episodes and then watching star trek in this episode uh, when i revisited it was like oh yeah it's really hard to do 25 really good episodes um and when i look back at the shows from you know back in the day when this was common there was always a handful you're like eh, whatever like they just didn't they weren't that good and it's almost like the writers run out of steam or the ideas just aren't there or they're so tired. You're like, just run with that idea. We, we got to get another script out. Uh, it's hard. And this is one of those that fell into that category of, you know, we're doing 25 of these. They're not all going to be home runs people. (laughs) Um, and, uh, you know, it was like a, a one base hit. If that's a thing, I I don't watch baseball. Uh, it's a single, (laughs) it's a single. Uh, so that's it. We got, uh, around the horn. Um, uh, my pants are wet. So I'm going to have to, uh, Join you in the next episode when uh, my clothes come out of the dryer. <laughs> oh, that's right. Take off your clothes. Did you guys not see Chernobyl?
1: <laughs> that whole thing was all <laughs> Thank you so Hi, much for everybody. riding along with us on this the, episode the, of you know, Re-Engage. You know, next week, we continue our uh, mission with the next episode of the fifth the, season um, of Star Trek The, the, the Next Singapore Generation. Follow Reengage on Blue Sky and the site formerly known as Twitter at ReengageTNG TNG to get updates when episodes are published. You can follow our various cultural bridge officers. Kate Yeager is at Yeagerlicious. Eric Curry is at Eric Falls Down. Greg Tito is visible at GregTito.com and at Greg Tito on Twitter and Blue Sky. Jimmy G is at the Jimmy G on Insta. Reengage is edited by Greg Tito, Kate Yeager, or Jimmy G. Logo artwork is by Mojo Jojo underscore 97 on Twitter or Mojo 97.com. Theme music is by Ryan Marth. Thanks for listening. Join us next week as we re-engage.